Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to the Rick Shields Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. Uh, what episode number are we up to right now? <laughs> I'm going to say it again, Rick. We've, done, we've tried to record this intro <laughs> three times in a row, and we've messed up each time, and each time Rick's asked me what episode are we up to. So, Rick, for the third time, we're on number 49 today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> I'm going to play along again. You know what? I can't bother. I've told you last two takes. Mess up this take at your own peril. We're <laughs> up to episode number 49, and I've still not got the intro. Do you want to say your joke again about episode 50? No. It was quite good. No, 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 leave it. No, <laughs> we've missed that now. The episode, the, the joke about episode 50 can wait for episode 50. Guys, thanks for tuning back in. New episode today. We've got an exciting one today. We're actually filming this post podcast. And that sounds crazy, but we've just done a, uh, we've had a co host of the show again today. We're going to come on to that in a minute. It's called Peter Dale, but you won't know him as Peter Dale. If you did know him, you know him as Tubes from Soccer AM. So we're going to come on to that in a minute. First off, we released a video last night, which caused a lot of, of what's the right word, rumours, let's say, Over on social qu- media. Yeah. People <laughs> so, are wondering were you, why you don't film at Quest Golf Academy at Pro Sports Village anymore. Obviously, the listeners know, don't they? They so know. That's the benefit. That's a treat to you as being a hardcore listener. You know things that the other people don't know. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of episodes ago, uh, quite a few weeks back now, we actually filmed the last episode at uh, Prairie Sports Village. So yeah, I've moved on now, um, not really particularly coaching so much anymore, so now I've got a home setup. I hope you like the new home setup, which by the way I showed in that video. Um, we're in there right now, so it's not only a, a filming station, but also a podcast station. I feel like the audio is definitely better today. The audio is getting crispier, which is necessary, because today's podcast, which obviously is going to come any minute is an absolute stonker because, as you said, we had a guest on. Peter Dale Tubes is a TV personality in the UK. If you watch sport, if you watch football and you have Sky Sports or whatever, you'll know who who this guy is. He's a presenter, character. How do we, how do we even the best, what do we... I would say we, a character. Almost like, in a weird way, like a... a, like a it's like a, almost a soap, but it's not a soap, is it? <laughs> yeah. So... As Gary mentioned, there's a TV show on Saturday morning. It's all about football, but they call it Soccer AM. And it's full of different characters, Tubes being one of them. He talks about in this little chit-chat we had with him how he started becoming Tubes. Some of the stories he has is incredible. Uh, But the reason why we've got him on the show is not only because of that, he's a really interesting guy, but also he's also got a golf YouTube channel. He's got a very good golf YouTube channel that is now on, I think we said 83,000 subscribers, so it's, it's growing massively. He has footballers and golf pros, which again, we'll, we'll cover all this in the uh, the episode. But he was an absolutely class guy, wasn't he? Really nice. So I'm, I'm excited to um, 
share this podcast with you today. I'm also excited to potentially do some collaborations mm. with uh, Tubes in the future. So like I've really become a big fan of his content. And if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely do. And I'm sure you'll be wanting to check out his channel after you listen to this podcast. And as you can see from the length, because people already can see, it's a longie. Oh, it is a longie. It's a goodie. And I'm going to instead of just quit rating it, you know what? Forget the rules. Today's podcast was a nine. I really think it was. It was a nine. Um, it's got lots to lift it up has, to. It, no it is and listen right till the end because that's where all the goodness is right in the end yes. um, but Rick before we get into the podcast just want to thank our sponsors of the podcast again the open podcasts the second best podcast in golf exactly if you've not checked out the open podcast it's definitely worth doing it is a series of 10 original documentaries all about the open championships of yesteryears some of the guests they have on there are absolutely fantastic the episode that was out this week is actually Bill Rogers, or the one that was mm-hmm. out last oh, week, yeah. should I say. Um, really, really fascinating listen to. He won the Open in 1981 at Royal St. George's at Sandwich. And this is crazy. I'm sure this I've got my math right. He was only a professional golfer for 15 years before hanging up his golf shoes and retiring from the game at a very, very young age, which is incredible. Um, That's a baller move, that, isn't it? It is a bit. Apparently, when the Open quit. What's Done. mad, he's, and he mentions it in the podcast, he burnt out. Yeah. Like, literally burnt out, which is crazy. You see it in other sports, yes, you see it in other professions, but you don't particularly see it that much in golf, I wouldn't say. No. What is mad, in 1981, second place was Bernhard Langer. He's such a legend, isn't he? He's and we only talked about him last week of still making the cut at the Masters. I mean, how unbelievable. 39 years later... Elite level golf. Unbelievable. What podcast do you listen to? Uh, what platform do you listen to the open podcasts on, Rick? It's quite easy. Apple. Apple. Okay. Well, I might listen to it on Spotify. Well, I might listen to it on Amazon. Yeah, but I might go onto the open website and listen to it on there. All right. Well, I might listen to it on iHeartRadio. Yeah, well, I might go to Apple and give it a five star rating and say that Rick and Guy sent me. So, what you about that, eh? Who wins now? We all win, yes. Guy. We all win. So, Sh- guys, this is next week's this- snippet. This week's snippet, this which week's is snippet. out today. Give it a listen. It sounds like another action-packed episode. Tom always uh, looked to me like he had blinders on, you know, like you'd have a horse at a horse race where he couldn't see either side. All he saw was straight ahead, and he was trying to get there. You remember Tom mentioned the unusually hot weather? Well, there was a big change in that by mid-afternoon of round three when a cold front moved in. The energy on the course was matched by that in the sky as the storm rolled in to old Turnberry. Out on the course, the lighting's very bad now. Nicholas about to play his second shot to the par four, eighth. Oh. My word, well, the ball's safely on the green, but a long way from the hole. And uh, I don't think they'll be out here much longer if that lightning continues. They played on through thunder and lightning for quite a few holes. You'd never do that now. So, duel in the sun. Oh, I must admit, after this podcast, which, as you know, is the best podcast in golf, go and check out that. And again, thanks to our fantastic sponsors, The Open Podcast, for supporting the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. Can I say what you said on one of the earlier takes before we had a little go at this? You said something like, right, okay, relax, enjoy, sit down, unwind, get ready for the podcast. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) What? I've got a question for you now. Okay. You've got a shopping list. Okay. What else do you feel like we need in, in this little setup right now? You can in have anything you want. Room. Yeah. 
What's um, it missing? What do you need? A mini fridge. Oh, we've got, we've got, fr- yeah, we've got a big fridge. Like family fridge that I can't go in. Of course you can. <laughs> I need stickers of what I can and can't touch. <laughs> What's in here is yours. Um, you could do another chair. I'm sat on the master's chair at the minute with no arms. I'm sat in here for two hours. Back's gone. Oh, by the way, last thing we need to say, actually, this is <laughs> this week's episode of the podcast, obviously not up to here, but has got a few swear words in it, hasn't it? Let's just, just put that out there. Um, and no, the reason I want to say that is last week, I think was the... And this isn't going to come a regular thing, so don't switch off, but last week I said a swear word, the, the S word. You the, did? Yeah. The, you the, did? Yeah. The poo, the, someone did a, the um, oh, yeah. crazy, go- oh, crazy yeah. golf topic, and it had the word, the S word in it, which is, we never ever swear, and again, we're not going to start swearing did every your, five minutes. Did your mother and father tell no, you? No, somebody sent an email in or put on the podcast they group... That they'd, no, it was it was a fair point and said that they'd had the podcast on around the breakfast table with the seven year old son. Oh, right. And I mean, it wasn't the worst word ever. This week's it's not all the way through. It's not Effin and Jeff in lads in the pub. There's a couple of times where it's Pete's uh, fault. Pete's, he says the odd, but it's it's done in a normal tone. So just a quick heads up: if you are listening with children, there will be probably half dozen max. God, we're getting rebels, aren't we? Yeah, it's not going to start being, you know, I'm not going to start smoking weed on the podcast, and Rick's not going to start drinking loads. Well, maybe we will. I don't know. I but, already do. Um, there is a couple of, yeah, there's a couple of swear words throughout. I just thought, rather than editing them all out and bleeping them, just be aware. Um, yeah, because it takes away the shine, doesn't it? We're all adults, apart yeah. from the kids who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're all over 18 and ready to swear and okay to swear, apart from the people who aren't. But it's not a big thing, is it? No. I feel I like we're dragging so. this on a little bit now. Should we get the podcast going, Rick? Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce you to Peter Dale, a.k.a. Tubes. So, welcome, Tubes. I feel like I feel like you've got so many different names, tubes, <laughs> Pete, any others yeah. that we should know of. Well, there's quite a few. I don't know if I can say it on here. <laughs> what what I'm should not we? Sure. They're both they're both really bad names, aren't they? <laughs> what should Peter we call or tubes? Wherever you want, Rick. You call me whatever you want, pal. You, well, I feel like I know you as tubes, and I feel like people listening will know you as tubes. And I want to I want to get into the the bones a little bit about the background of tubes, and also not only that, the background behind peter as well um golf <laughs> golf life we want to talk about oh, <laughs> we want to talk yeah, about yeah. youtube obviously we want to talk about soccer and we've got loads to dive into well i would this is what we've had a few guests on before tubes normally our podcast it's like just us two chatting absolute nonsense really but people seem to enjoy it which is good but we have had a few guests on and normally it's like a European tour caddy or John Robbins, who we've had on three times, is a comedian. Um, yeah, yeah. We've had Matt Fryer on, who classes themselves as a PJ pro, whatever. But with <laughs> with you, it's kind of like I almost don't know how to. I mean, what was also weird as well is our audience is like US and UK, so it's a big split. I think pretty much everybody in the UK will know who you are, whereas the US may not do. So, no ha- idea. first things first, how do we explain who? peter tubes dale actually is right that's a good <laughs> question um peter tubes dale is a guy who has worked at sky sports uh since he was 16 years old um he worked for free for four years making great cups of tea um and then he and then he got a full-time job at sky sports in the sports library and then i was one day away from going to university and a presenter of the show tim lovejoy was like what are you doing tomorrow? So I'm going to university, Tim. He said, no, you're not. I've got you a job at Sky. Unpack your bag. So I had to phone up the university and say, I'm not coming to uni. And I started at Sky the next day, and he said, do the job in the sports library until there's a place on Soccer AM, and uh, then you'll come over. And then I was called uh, just Peter then. I had my real name. And then 
And then one one week, there's a guy called Rocket on the show. Yeah. A little guy called Rocket who said he was fast at running. I don't think he was that fast, but he sounded cool. So he called himself Rocket. He said, I'm going, I'm going on holiday. I'm calling myself a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, you're more of a golfer than I am, I tell you that. But, um, yeah, so he said, I'm going on holiday. I'm going skiing. And um, they went, what? During the football season? Because that's not allowed at soccer. Just don't go away during the football season. So they went, Peter, can you come upstairs? Because I was still in the sports library at the time. So I went into the Soccer AM office and they went, tomorrow, do you want to be Peter the test tube baby? And I went, you what? They went, yeah, we're going to make you a character because Rocket's gone skiing. So you're going to be Peter the test tube baby. Now that sounds proper weird because there's like, all the last couple of years, you've seen blokes getting dressed in nappies and all sorts like that. I was like, I was like, what do I have to do? And they went... Yeah, basically, you just bring the balls out at the end game to the conga music, drinking a can of beer, fake cigarette. I was like, and they went, oh, yeah, and you're on a nappy, Peter will test you, baby. I was like, mate, I said, boys, you're not right. You're So anyway, it was middle of November. They went, you don't have to if you don't want to. I went, well, he's only away for one week. I'll give it a go. So the next morning, Saturday morning, live on TV, I'm going, it wasn't even a nappy. It was a toilet rug that they just wrapped round me and gaffer taped it to me. Big, fat, hairy baby with a can of lager, <laughs> a fake cigarette, doing the conga. So that's where the name Tubes came from, Peter the Test Tube Baby. What the hell? I feel yeah, like... that's a great... What, what a start to a podcast. Well, there you go. I feel like all our American <laughs> listeners have just gone, what the hell? What's weird is a lot of the UK listeners, certainly if they're into football, would know this and would know all this. You know, they've seen you on Sky Sports every... Is it every single Saturday morning? Yeah, during Pretty the much through the season. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Weird how it's called Soccer AM. Very strange. Very, very strange. Because obviously um, over here we call it football and over in the US they call it soccer. But is that just trying to almost trying to captivate a different audience potentially? Do you know what, Rick? It's, it's, a, it's something that no one ever knows why, and we don't know why we call it soccer. And because we used to do segments back in the day going, it's called football, it's called football. We were like, hang on, our show's called soccer. It was bizarre. So I don't know the answer to that. It, was, so, it should be football AM, but it's soccer AM does sound better, doesn't it? It does sound. It's what I've always known it as. It just Football AM would sound weird now, wouldn't it? Like it, soccer AM just yeah. rolls off the tongue. It would, un- until unless it was actually called that in the first place, yeah, like say. But over in the US, obviously, Sky Sports, our biggest distributor of sports content, you know, here in the UK and across Europe, pretty much. You know, yeah. every single every single Saturday morning, that's where Tubes was. Just a set of a back backstory there, and the fact he came on as a as a test tube baby in a again I'll Americanize this in a diaper would have uh, would have really been <laughs> one hell of an entrance. So, kind of then take us from there. How did that? Obviously, you get you then a, a, a part of the show, and you you being with Tim Lovejoy and the rest of the crew. How did that all come? Like, how did that manifest from that point? Yeah, well, so basically. Um... Once there was a job opportunity, um, I went straight over there and um, I was just sort of like the runner, but like full time. So Tim Lovejoy would say, right, we need a dog who can do kick-ups this week. I'd be like, well, you what? They went, yeah, we need it for the show. So that would be my job to get the most random things. Like every other week I'd be in a farm filming with sheep, head and feathers, who for the US listeners are... are, um, characters on the show we all had stupid names basically we had robbie knox the tramp sheephead who did topless where the feathers well that's just his nickname 
um, tra- yeah, tramp, draw, draw. It's a load of random stuff. But I was like the um, the props guy to just get all the props, make trophies, source like ducks who could sing. It was the <laughs> hardest job I've ever had. But having that job just made it so much easier to do anything else because it was it was tough. And you're still a presenter on Soccer M, right? But you've you've managed yeah. to work your way up the chain a little bit. I saw a recent interview with like Jose Mourinho and some of the best managers and players in the world. So it developed from this kind of test tube baby into now what we know as tubes, the the fully grown adult inter- doing proper serious interviews, right? <laughs> exactly. But in the middle of that, I tried to be a rapper as well. That was my... So I, some of the... My brother like, is absolutely so... obsessed with the tubes raps. They are <laughs> class. I remember the Monty Panasar So one. it was like, after about three and a half years of wearing a nappy, and that was the most bizarre thing ever, like, Tim said, like, you dressed in a nappy now is a bit random, isn't it? I was like, yeah, Tim, I was saying that like three years ago, pal. Was, I thought it was only one week. So nope. he said, right, he goes, the start of next season, you've got one question and one question only. And I was like, you are? He's like, yeah, you're going to come out live on air and do one question, one question only. Totally up to you what you ask. And like, you, I never wanted to be on TV. Like, I, I, I'm, believe it or not, I'm quite shy. So I was like, Oh, hang on, I don't, you know, running around with a can of beer and a fake cigarette, you know, quite easy, chucking some balls. But now I've got to do a question. Live and he goes, you've got three attempts. So if you muck it up, if you muck up three attempts, you're out. I was like, was like, wow. But I had the whole summer to worry about it because I was absolutely bricking it. So I remember it so well because it was one of the worst bits of television in history. It was, do you remember Frank Worthington? I do. Player? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was on. So they went, it's time for Tubes' question. So I've gone, I'm literally shaking, like absolutely bricking it. So I've just walked up. They went, all right, all right, Tubes. I was like, all right. They went, who's your question for? I went, it's for Frank. They had this like spotlight, boom, came down on Frank Worthington. He's just sat there looking at me. Because back in the day, obviously you can see now, or you can't, but. I've got no hair, but I used to have like, like words all gummage, you know what I mean? <laughs> and this two, like one side burn bigger than the other. So I'm like that. I'm literally shaking with this little red microphone. And I went, um, uh, so yeah, Frank, uh, did you score more on or off the pitch? And everyone just went dead silent. What? I was like, oh, I'll try and be a bit funny, a bit controversial. Tim, Did these Tim questions not get vetted? No, no, he said, do what you want. Oh, my goodness. So, so I've asked that and everyone's went, oh, oh, I'm, I'm just completely shaking. Oh, my so I've God. Gone, I'm like, oh, and he went, um, probably on the pitch. Went, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. All right. And then Tim, Tim behind Frank Worthington was going, got two chances left. Like, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Fume mode. I bet. So I just walked off. Everyone's went, oh, well, well, well done. I was like, yeah, I yeah. nearly cried. I nearly oh my cried. God. Then the next day I came, the next week I came back and I was, it was Ricky Hatton and Neil Razor Ruddock. And I, like, I, I've been brought up in quite a nice area, but like, I don't know if you had them at your school, but people who are like from a nice area but try and talk street. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know what we'd call them. We, we, there's I, definitely... know, I know what you mean. It's yeah. like a bit of like almost gangster slang when it's like a lad from a middle middle class family and like, yeah, it, it doesn't exactly, work, does it? Exactly that. 
It's absolutely not. And it, I used to cringe listening to people do it. So I was like, if I do something like that at the start of the question, I mean, it could die on its arse again, but it can't get any worse than with Frank Wellington the week before. So I've gone up, Ricky Hatton, Razor Ruddock, and I've just gone, oh, you're coming on fresh in our... And everyone just went, just fell to pieces. So I'm like, really? I've got it here, I've got it here. And then like Razor Ruddock, he just like, him, they just were in pieces going, what was that thing you just did with your... I was like, I don't really know, but... So then it just went from there, like, and then I started doing all the movie stars, like Denzel Washington and uh, who else? Sly Stallone, like loads of random, massive Hollywood A-listers just rapping to him and asking one question, one question only. We've got to come on to that, definitely. I mean, what... A hell of a story. What what's mad? I've definitely obviously have watched Soccer M in the past and I've been a big fan of it. I wasn't really just to it every single week. Um but I kinda of remember bits of your characters, certainly from back in the day. But more for me of over of recent, like you your YouTube channel and your golf YouTube channel. I mean, we definitely gotta get into that. I mean, that is that's a big success. You must be really proud of what you've set up there. And, you know, some of the guests you've had on have been unbelievable. I'm I love it. I think it's a great show. Oh, no, well, for you to say that, Rick, honestly, mate, it's, it's massive, mate. And I, I do mean that from the bottom of my heart because what you've done on YouTube, I think it's allowed people like myself with, you know, with smaller followings to actually get to where we are at the moment. And that's because you've started the trend of golf YouTube. So thank you very much. But, yeah, it's the, it's it's one of the best things I've ever done. I absolutely love it. It's um. We had the idea, me and, me and Big Ange, who's the other half of Tubes and Ange Golf Life, uh, about a good while ago, but I wasn't in the right frame of mind or in any sort of like place to do it um, because of obviously my struggles with alcohol. So once I conquered that about two years ago, I've been off the drink four years, four and a bit years. So two years ago, I was like, thank you so much, mate. About two years ago, we were like, come on, right, let's do it. I was like playing golf with footballers, um, anyway, you know, just in the summer when the downtime from Soccer AM. So I just said to a few of them, can can we just play golf and we'll, f- no, we'll film it? And they're like, yeah, of course, choose. I'm like, whatever you want, mate, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. And then we, uh, I was quite surprised because I, I still don't really get YouTube, I've got to be honest. So we were doing all like the fun, sort of funny games like Bucket Challenge and You, Me and a Par 3 with a forfeit and stuff like that. But I, I came up with an idea of doing the four-hole challenge, where we play four holes, and it's like a, it's like a podcast, but on a golf course. And um, I, I didn't realise people would sit down and watch a forty-five-minute piece or an hour piece. Um, but they, that's by far the most popular thing. And I, you know, I love it because I love finding out about an individual. And you've got four holes of golf to do it and have a laugh on the golf course. So I love it. Exactly, it's developed from one question, one question only to four four holes of golf, and uh, you do you get to find out some great. I mean, some of the some of the episodes you've done have been amazing. I thought the one with Declan Rice has done really well. I think I know you've done a couple with him in the past. He's great. Yeah. The one with Jamie Redknapp, I thought was really good. There's been some absolute crackers. I think that's the thing. I, I said this to, to Tubes on the phone when we were kind of setting this up that not only are you getting like some 
some genuinely like world class. I mean, you've had obviously John Terry on there. You've had loads of like literally world class footballers. But the way that they have a rapport with you, it is completely natural. You can tell that you are friends off the camera. I think that's why it's, it is so popular because anybody can YouTube John Terry or Declan Rice and watch an interview, and they'll be quite like kind of standard. Like, oh yeah, no, we, we played well today. It's all about the three points and all that kind of stuff. But to see them with somebody that they feel comfortable with doing a sport they obviously love as well, that is really kind of engaging and, and why people are wanting to tune in and watch it, I guess. It, it's great. I think that goes back to your point a minute ago, Pete, when you said about you're not quite not quite cracked YouTube or understood YouTube. It's not so much that. It's about knowing what you're good at on that platform and that's what you're good at on that platform. You know, it's taken us a long time to realise what, what I'm good at, good at on YouTube and things like that and what what you can get away with, what you need to avoid, what you need to do more of. Um, and like I say, the rapport that the players have with you, I think it's amazing. So if anyone listening does need to go and check out Tubes on his YouTube channel, I mean, how many subscribers you got now? you got a silver plat now, haven't you? No, 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 no. Not it's yet. Close. Oh, it's close. I can't. 83,000. 80, you've got, I'm just looking now, and you've amassed over, well, nearly 9 million channel views, which is pretty serious. Great work. Is that, is that, uh, I'm not being trying to be thick here, but is that, is that decent for a year and a half's work? Because you guys would know for a YouTube channel, for a golf YouTube channel. You're in the top section of the golf YouTube world, yes. Yeah. And in that frame wow. of time as well. Yeah. I think that that's is... the thing. I think, I think there'll be a couple of things you'll be doing unbelievable at. Obviously, views are good. Nine millions, nothing to be sniffed at. For the amount of time and effort you've put into it, I guess, obviously, you've still got your other commitments. It's not your full-time job and you're not a PGA golf pro and, you know, the other thing as well, no, I'm, I'm far from. I'm far from that. I've seen. I've seen that. Don't worry. <laughs> but what I think what would be amazing to know, and I don't know if you know it off the top of your head, like you watch time, your hours spent on your channel must be astronomical. Yeah. Because again, we can't see that without seeing your analytics but if you're doing 50 minute episodes and, and the retention's really strong and you're getting you know let's say you get over 100,000 views on one of them and people are really engaged you absolutely kill it on watch time and that's a that's something that's really you can get views yes but if someone's really engaged in your content and watching it from start to finish that's when yeah. you win that's when you're winning at youtube and that's when you'll bring those viewers back in all the time and yeah. that's why I've been told they, the people, the, the, the analytics people that we know, me and Ange, have said your attention is like a joke. They're like, it's like, because I thought, why are they not watching it all? But then, you know, why would you sit and watch, you know, a 55 minute episode? But it's like, I think it's like 65 to 70 percent attention. Is, yeah, that's it. But that's it, though, as well, tubes. That people, there will be people, as you can see from that, that do watch all the way through. But then the, the yeah. downside with YouTube and obviously the analytics is there will be some people who just watch it for two minutes and then just tune out again, and that essentially ruins your attention. But but what's so interesting with your channel as well? It's that crossover that you're not necessarily just talking to obviously a golf audience, are you? Because you, for me, you're talking to anybody that's into golf anyone that's into football anybody that's just in, a lot of oh, the people yeah, you've yeah. had on well the f2 for example who are kind of hitting another kind of it's a younger demographic as well a youtube demographic yeah. that you're tapping into and that's where it's really clever it's almost golf although it's it is it's heart and it's core it's kind of almost a byproduct of the video and you're gonna without even knowing it i imagine you will be getting more people playing golf and watching your videos and watching the, the fun that you have and do you know do you know what guy that's the that's the best um thing that's happened doing this youtube channel is i i buzz off um people going do you know what he's well all right like i thought he was a twat whatever like kieran dyer for instance 
Yeah. I did a really I did an episode with Kieran Dyer and it was like I didn't know he was like molested as a child or anything like this and he was open about it and it, obviously it's sad but he was talking about it and told all these stories about Sir Bobby Robson and stuff like that and the thousands and thousands of comments going I take it all back about what I said about Kieran Dyer. I used to read the newspapers and they always said he was a little brat, you know, whatever, whatever. And they were saying, you know, we've just seen the real Kieran Dyer. And I get such a buzz off that when people go, what a great bloke, what a great bloke. I don't care about what they say about me, but it's so nice to people go, actually, he's all right. And also the amount of people who said, we started playing golf because of yours, yours and Angie's channel, it's... You should be really proud. Well, that's the thing. Is, and I was, I mean, I was looking, obviously, before I did a bit of research at your numbers. I know you're not probably super bothered with your numbers on social, but although your YouTube certainly in its like what you might say its infancy and growing fast, your, your numbers on like um, Twitter, you've got like nearly, was it 400 and something thousand followers, and you've got like 100 and something on Instagram. So you've certainly got a following, yeah. a huge following. And if you are, you know, you're speaking to more people and getting them interested in making golf look a bit cooler, which I think we talked on the podcast before. Golf is definitely the perception's changing, and for me, one of the well, the two biggest things to make golf cooler, really, bar the athletes on tour, is like musicians playing golf, like your Niall Horans, etc., and your footballers. If those guys are playing golf and make it look acceptable and cool, and you're showcasing that on your channel, that's a good thing for everybody. Yeah, definitely. I'll tell you the cool. I'll tell you the coolest man we film with talking about musicians, DJ Spoonie. Yeah, well, <laughs> what <laughs> what a dude. Well, I've got a mad story. He actually gave me when I qualified for my PGA. You go, you get a proper degree from the University of Birmingham, and he actually, yeah. he actually handed out the uh, degrees at my uh, graduation. DJ Spooner did, which is a mad, 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 mad story. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, if you remembers my mum shouting in the background, bloody crying or whatever, she was doing something stupid. I'm sure she, I'm sure he'll remember. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think what's good about, again, your channel coming back to it as well is that, you know, I, I used to be very much into football or soccer, you know, whichever you want to call it. I was super into it. Man United fan. Who do you support now, though? Tell Tubes who you've now started supporting. I'm, I'm, I can't really say it in public. <laughs> I can say I'll say it to you. Rick, you've, you haven't changed teams, have you? You haven't changed teams. I've gone from, from one red to another red, and it's like the worst of the I'm, worst. All I'm going to say is I'm a Liverpool fan, Tubes, so I've, I've had a little word with Rick, and he's... Uh... <laughs> He's changing. You can't change from Man United to Liverpool. I know. That is literally like sacrilege. I know. I I wouldn't do it. But but genuinely, over the last few years, I've I've not been into football as much. And you know, you know, from back in the day when I was little, I think what you do really well on your channel, and again, it's something that footballers possibly need. I don't think footballers have a great platform to show themselves as a personality that Mm. much. And I could think, not agree more with you. Could not agree more. And what happens is they obviously get stuck to a team, and it's and it's known to not like that player because they're part of that yeah. team. Like there's been loads of li- I, like I don't like Jamie Carragher because he played for Liverpool. That's it. Yeah. That is it. I have like I don't know him. I don't like, but I watch him, and and when he's doing his stuff with Gary Neville, I always sway with Gary Neville's opinion because of the Man United background. Even yeah, though probably that's it's natural, wrong, though, that, that's natural, it is a little bit. But I thought what I like about with your channel, like I watched the one with Jack Butland that you did at May. I don't, I didn't yeah. know nothing about him. 
ended up really, really liking him. Looks like Declan Rice when he took his top off running around the green. Like, <laughs> I don't have any feelings against Declan Rice. He's obviously a West Ham player and he's a very good player. But to see, a, he's essentially a young lad who likes having a laugh and likes golf, and that is what you see. He can't behave like that on the Sky Sports no. interview, can he really? I know Tokri M does bring it out of them to some degree, but even then they know they've got to kind of be a yeah. little bit more serious. And I, and I quite like I, it. Maybe... I, think it's the, I think it's the questions they get asked, though, fellas. I, I think... Yeah. I'm not. I'm not here slating other people because that's not what I'm about. But if you ask, a, like we're talking on the phone, guy, if you ask a footballer going, "Oh, it's a massive game of the weekend, isn't it?" They're not going to go. Their only answer is, uh, "Yeah, yeah, it's a big game coming up," and it, they don't get to express. Like, I don't care about the big game at the weekend. Do you know what I mean? I care about them growing up. What hobbies they like. You know, ask them the right questions, and you see the right personality. Yeah, yeah, no, you're dead right. One thing we were going to do, Tubes, at the start of the show, we got we've straight into off, it, which is fine. We, we do this a lot. We have things planned. Yeah, but we just yeah, go that's off what it's all about, though, isn't it? But yeah, we had like ten questions for you that are kind of like kind of standard. It's, it's one of the really, but I want to hear your answers. We asked this to a few of our guests that have been on, and we've slightly tweaked it for you as well. But here we go. Yeah. So number one, nine holes or the driving range? Oh, nine holes. 100%. Good answer, that, isn't it? That's the answer I always yeah, think yeah, is I the think one you should be going with. It's an interesting one. Number two, Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Nice. Net- Netflix, yeah. Messi or Ronaldo? Right. <laughs> I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put it out there. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I think Ronaldo. And yeah. I think Ronaldo. Can I explain why? Is it just. Yeah, no, feel free. Up? Yeah. No, go yeah. on. He's done it everywhere he's gone. Exactly. Right. And for his national, and for his national team, yeah. and to adapt to different styles of football, Serie A, Real, um, La Liga, Premier League, I think the guys, and he's he's just getting better. Would he weirdly never be perceived by the the, the experts to be the best because he's never won a World Cup? But he's never going to win a World Cup, is he? Like, no, he, no, he won't win a World Cup because Messi's won a World Messi. Cup, I guess. Has he not? No, Messi's not. Has he? Has he not? Yeah. No, Messi's think- not. I'm not a football expert, so my opinion means nothing. But I was always say I would always go with Ronaldo because, like, like obviously, Tube said he's done all, well, done it all over the world now, hasn't he? But also, if someone said to me like, um, you know, create the perfect football and what do they look like, you would almost just chisel out Ronaldo, wouldn't you? It's like six foot yeah, two, exactly. it looks like exactly. the perfect football, the perfect specimen. But um, yeah. so another, another tough one then, Tiger or Jack? Uh, Tiger, it's got to be Tiger, isn't it? Yeah. Driving. Tiger, I mean, it's the, what what he's done with golf is like is is a joke. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Well, that's what we when you that's what we're both massive Tiger fans, and it probably won't surprise you to say when you look at majors one, Jack wins. But when you move outside of that and look at like you said, how he's inspired people, how wouldn't we play in the game? Rick, I know wouldn't be playing the game without Tiger. You've you've probably got to go Tiger, haven't you? Yeah. Um, driving or putting. Oh, there's, n- there's nothing better than hitting an absolute rasper down the middle. Yes. Um, yeah, do you know, if you hit the sweet spot and it flies, especially for me who doesn't do it a lot. I was going to say, um, when, when did you last do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 2012. <laughs> you make a good memory. Yeah. Oh, do you know, one of the best shots I hit, though, was um, with your mate Pete Finch. Oh, yeah? And I, At the Belfry? doing the... Yeah, and I've hit it, and it's gone on the tenth. Was the, it? Uh, yeah, I saw oh, it. I saw man. it. That, that was right. I, I turned into an absolute screaming little girl, didn't I? I, was like, I know. I know. That's some hole to do it on, though, isn't it? it is. To be honest, if you're gonna oh, if you're gonna rip it. a driver, that's the one you want to go on. Now this yeah, one so is. I, I say driving. Yeah. 
good answer, I think, again. They, they, so you're doing well so far. I mean, we don't want to say we we'll judge you off what you say, but so far, <laughs> I think I would have gone YouTube over Netflix. But other than that, you're doing very well here. Um, now, this one gets a lot of um, chatter. We have, like, a Facebook group around the podcast, and this one gets a lot. Iron head covers, yes or no? Absolutely not. Yes, perfect <laughs> answer once again. No. I think no, you might know. No. Sorry, number seven. First app you open in the morning on your phone. Ooh. Do you know what? The last year and a half at YouTube Studio. Yes, that's a good answer. I'm, analytics. I'm a bit worried, fellas. I'm a bit worried about that because I, I love YouTube so much and I love our channel so much. But I, I, is it bad to keep looking at figures and like how many people have watched and how long for? I mean, oh. I'm an addictive. Per- I'm an addictive. I'm an addictive personality. So like I'm like I'm not checking it all the time. That that is the only yeah. I must admit, as much as I'm I'm kind of joking and saying it's not an issue, I also find myself just going, Rick, put your frigging phone yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you talk about addictive personalities for social media apps, you're talking to the to the two main guys yeah. of this. I mean, we are horrendous at it, but I think because it is our livelihood, we're so unbelievably. Um, like I say addicted to yeah, it really it's... like we are addicted to seeing growth what works what didn't work what about if we try this what about if we tried that what about this who commented that what's everyone saying on that video like you can't help it like it's almost endorphins well, that get injected the, into the you word, I remember I don't know if this was on Jackmate's podcast but you know obviously Tubes has been on before it was on somebody's or I heard it somewhere and this is the worst thing there's nothing wrong with checking your stats and how you're doing because that's natural it's like if you, if you had a business and you had a shop you want to know how many people were buying your products or whatever it's completely normal the worst thing about it and I don't know if you've experienced this yet Pete you may have done is when you release a video that you think is a, a really good video and it doesn't do that well yeah, in the first few hours no, you, and no, it's, it's, it's horrible I know it sounds so sad but it can sometimes almost put me in a downer for the weekend we'll release a video on a Friday we think it's going to pop and it doesn't do in the first three hours and it's like oh and it the feeling yeah, you get I, and that's what I mean with uh, when I said earlier I don't understand YouTube because I'm going oh my god we've got we're slapping Dean Rindas around the face and they, you know, he's and everyone's laughing and this should make people happy and then you go oh it, it's only got so and so in the first few hours and it's like I do get down about it it's like yeah it's natural isn't it were, 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 you, were you guys the same though when you first started off doing YouTube it's not, like, not even about first starting off now it's still now like, I know that sounds ridiculous because someone would look at our channel and go, what? Every video you release gets like whatever amount of views. Yeah. But you're still comparing it to other videos you've released. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter. I suppose so. yeah, yeah. You know that top 10 list you get now on YouTube? Like, we'll know yeah, yeah. if we've released a banger. We, we're thinking, well, this should be top three. Yeah. And when it's like seven, seven we're like, what's happening? It's always seven, isn't it? Yeah, it's always <laughs> yeah, seems to yeah. be seven. But it's, like, <laughs> it's one of those weird ones because also, going back on this, like, that's the negative side. When one pops there's no better yeah. feeling like literally when one is oh, breaking it's... records and you're thinking holy crap this is this is the best video the comments are amazing we knew it was going to be an amazing idea and amazing video look at this and, and like we'll take screenshots of like somebody's comments saying the edit on this video was sick and we're screenshotting it and sending it to our editors and like it's like all of that like you can't you can't get enough it, of it's, that it's... but it can't happen all the time because you get bored of it it is like a drug and it that's the problem with it it's like you're chasing yeah. that high to some degree have you watched that Mate, you're, um... you're spot on you're so right exactly like that like when jimmy bullard for old challenge was like it's no com- not compared to you your boys numbers but it was like one one hundred thousand two hundred thousand yeah. three hundred thousand and i'm like 
I was literally around the, the front room just going, I was like, yeah, let's come yeah. on. Like, it's yeah, amazing it's buzz. It's Have you watched um, Social Dilemma on Netflix? No. Mate, watch yes. that. It is, it's, oh my God. It's weird because obviously we work in that business and it's so, about social media, but it's about yeah. how Facebook, Instagram, YouTube to a degree kind of controls it. They want your attention all the time, yeah. don't they? Control, it was a really good term. It's users. Yeah. Like then they said, users is almost in a two. Like you use that platform, but you're a bit like a drug user. Like you need that. Inf- you need that yeah, injected yeah. into you. So honestly, check it out. It's a mad, like I say, it's a mad, mad documentary. I think these are going quite well. Sorry. These they are just single answer it's questions. Supposed to be quick fire. But, but we like this. It's good to get some. Yeah, I can't. I can't do. I can't do quick and fire. We don't I, want I that. Do love a chat. <laughs> joke. This is what we want. This is <laughs> this is good. Um, I think I know which one brand you might say one of two here. But what's your favourite golf brand? I have to say Puma. No, that's fair. So obviously, if you don't, if you don't know Tubes, obviously not watch his channel yet, which I'm sure you will anyway. But Tubes, obviously, you were Puma stuff and and, were, and yeah, you were Puma and use Cobra, should I say? Who are and, and can I can I? I know I'm sponsored by them, but I, their clobber is unbelievable. Whoa, 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 whoa! We'll cut all this out. No, I must admit. No, I like, I used to work like for it. Nike, and, and obviously Rick yeah. uses Nike stuff, but yeah. Puma, again, are one of those brands like Nike and like Adidas who are making golf cooler, and that's, you know, you have to respect yeah. that. Yeah. Those, the new shoes yeah. are like a trainer and stuff. That If that makes I golf look them. cooler, it's a win yeah. for everybody again, isn't yeah. it? I'll, 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 yeah. I'll let you, I'll agree with you that Cobra are making some good gear. I think yeah. Cobra clubs this year and the last couple of years has been pretty pretty top notch to yeah. be honest. Well the new one coming out as well also looks good, the new driver, which isn't announced just yet, but that looks pretty tidy. Right, last couple. I saw your I saw your I saw your video, Rick, of the putter. What is what is three D printing? I don't even get it. So basically it, it almost exactly what it is, it is literally printed like that. It's it's metal, it's carbon, it's plastic materials. Aluminium is in Aluminium, there well. literally printed from a machine and it just goes and out of the bottom wow. of it is a is a product. You stick a shaft what, what, in, you put a grip on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair enough. And it's it's 3D printing has been done before. No no real mainstream brand has done it. I think Ping it. did it, but it was a test one. It wasn't yeah. one you could buy, I think. Don't quote me. So this has kind of come out as a bit of a, of a test. There's only 500 of them made, almost like a bit of a concept. I think the idea is good. I just don't think they nailed it on this model, but that's not the plan. It wasn't to be nailed yes, on this product. Yeah, it was, yeah, was. This product wasn't to be perfect. And I think a few people, if people are listening, almost took my criticism about the feel of the putter a bit too almost harshly. That putter that I tested did feel hard, but that doesn't mean that can't change with just a different face yeah, insert. Exactly. Like the whole premise of the putter was bloody amazing. Like the whole idea of it is exciting to see what they do in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I've got to respect Cobra for that. I said it in the video, but they are everything they bring out at the moment does have a slightly better technology story than a lot of the other brands. Well, that's the NC face they've had where they're talking about the face yeah. being Arcos, like, they were the Arcos, first ones to yeah. adapt to Arcos. Um, they've done like the single length. They've done even this mim stuff in the irons. I mean, it's not the best feeling, but they're saying it. it, it yeah, they, they do push the boundaries. It's a fair play to Cobra. Um, this is a question I thought of yesterday. Right, I want to hear your answer on this. So you can either yeah. play Augusta National, right, but you're on your own, no cameras, nothing, just you playing Augusta National, uh-huh. or 18 holes at your local track with Tiger and two others, whoever, you, well, friends. So you, Tiger, your brother, or whatever, and somebody else around your local track. Oh, Dan Milo. 
damn my local tiger. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you allowed to film um, the tiger one or not? No, no film. No cameras allowed. What about if you, I might even put a camera... Like, what about <laughs> if it was... It's always down to film with Rick. I think Rick's going to content constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I would change that slightly. I think it would make it slightly harder if you got one thing. Play Augusta on your own. Yeah. No cameras. Yeah. Play Tiger yeah. at your local track on your own. No cameras. Ah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd play with Tiger all day long. Because I feel like it's one of those ones where either one of them, people won't believe you, which is yeah. annoying. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I've just been down Fox Hills with Tiger. Yeah, of course yeah, you have. Yeah. Uh, no, I have, I have. He, he did the body dance and also. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did it 16 times. He got bored. The very last question of these, um, what will well start again is who will win the prem this year? Oh man, the prem this year is going to be tight, a lot tighter than last year, where yeah. Liverpool absolutely rumped it. <laughs> but after watching, does this go out this week? Tomorrow, so Tuesday, this will be out. Okay, so after watching Sunday against Leicester, when Liverpool had a depleted team a so-called depleted team and absolutely pulled Leicester's pants down. I can't see anyone but Liverpool winning yeah. it again this year. And I, as a massive, massive Chelsea fan, uh, like proper massive Chelsea fan, it, it hurts me to say, but I just can't see it. I just think they're a class above at the moment. But well, how, how good year, of a signing was Jota? Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea are coming oh, good with Lampard, but how good's Jota been? Yeah. I mean, even with obviously Van Dijk, the way that we're def- yesterday he kept a clean sheet and stuff, it's... It's looking Jotters. positive. I mean, it's just, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the, the biggest thing Liverpool ever did, the best thing Liverpool ever did was get Van Dijk. The guy's the guy is unbelievable. He's a Rolls Royce, and he, you know he's just changed our whole defense. Unbelievable to, to get Klopp. I think I think Klopp's Klopp's been all. There's oh, yeah, there's so many. That's even true. like it's true. That is unbelievable. Is true. The, I mean, that front four we've got now. I know you've gone off on a tangent that with we, football. That we've got. <laughs> that we've got. <laughs> we've got. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's phenomenal. So. That was the quick fire questions, which wasn't so quick. But I enjoyed it, was, that. It, was, it was great. I'm sorry. No, that's perfect. That's what we want. If you just give us one word answers, I'll be it would the podcast will be quite short, so we want to drag it out. An hour, an hour and a half is what we're aiming for, really. So Do you know, do you know what really annoys me? When I watch things on when I watch things on the internet and they do quick fire and it literally is one word answer. Oh, it's I'm not like, what's pointless. Say more, say more. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want more. So you mentioned earlier that you kind of somewhat stumbled to, to fame with one question and one question only. Yeah. Who, right now, in the golfing world, would you want to ask one question and one question only two, and what would it be? Nice. Oh, Jesus. It's probably been discussed so many, many times before, but it'd have to be for Tiger Woods. Like, when How many birdies has he had on the course, and how many birdies has <laughs> he had off the course? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling back the old Frank Worthington. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, Tiger, you must know uh, Frank Worthington well, but you know, I asked him this question back in the day. <laughs> what would you ask him, though, Tubes? What would you ask Tiger? <laughs> Probably what Rick would say. Absolute banter, wouldn't it? Imagine that. Get banged. Oh, sorry, Tiger. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> I've got a funny uh, feeling you wouldn't be allowed to ask Tiger that, that a question at all without being vetted. No way. I feel like there would be so many levels of tears you'd have to get through. You'd almost have to wing it at the last minute and just change it very quickly. I tell you what, though, the answer would be close. It would. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm close. not saying anything. <laughs> um, I'd like to. I'm, I'd like to ask him how he deals with hundreds and hundreds of people following him round. Hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. I mean, it's just like obscene, isn't it? Uh, it's. I mean, it's the concentration you've got to have to be a top golfer is insane. But to have that added pressure is. I'd love to ask him how he deals with that. Does he just? completely shut off from that they're all there every shot he hits it's mental what have you been to a golf event do you know what not really i've been to lower standards like um burr hill and stuff like that Um, yeah sort of junior junior stuff but never never a big one there well i I went to the masters two years ago and sunday and we had to to get a a decent view of him just hitting a tee shot we we went on to the seventh we had to wait. A pro- we had to probably go five holes ahead of him, just yeah. to get a decent ringside view. And we were right up against the ropes when Shoot. when me and my mate when he hit a drive down seven. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. Tiger in red at mas- at the Masters. Oh, it's like literally amazing. He's absolutely striped one. But it was literally probably half an hour before dead. Tiger came in. Five minutes late. I mean, it's manic when he hit a shot. Like literally, it was a sea of people. Five minutes after, it's me and my mate and a, and a guy in a, in a master's chair that's probably been there all day. And you're thinking, that's crazy. Oh my, it's just literally a travelling circus going around with him. It's unbelievable. I've seen it a few times at Open Championships and stuff in the past as well. But I get it. Yeah. I get it because it, it, it's the person you want to see. If you're going to go go to a major, well, event, you, you, you've just said it. You've just said it. Like I saw all I wanted to nothing, do. Not, nothing but it was, Yeah, exactly. That. That's all That's I wanted like to see. The world. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Madness. 
what I wanted to cover then, Tubes, and we've kind of got, as always, this podcast has gone off on a tangent, which I absolutely love. It never, we always had this idea it starts one place and ends up somewhere else, but it never does that, which is great. It's the best way to do things, the best way to do things. Exactly. But one of the things I did want to discuss, obviously, if, if you're willing to as well, was kind of, you know, you said obviously before you'd had a, a, an addiction to, to alcohol, if, if that's the best way of putting it, I guess. And is that how you, is that, yeah. am I right in thinking that's what, how you got into golf as an outlet or am I barking at the wrong tree there? I can't remember what the story no, was. No, 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 absolutely. I used to play when I was younger um with my dad um but do you know what guys i i used to get bored after like 10 holes i like i just wanted to go and kick a football like yeah. I, I wasn't i didn't really it was great hitting a shot but my dad used to like it so i was like you know i'll go and play and my brother Ange, um who i said talked about earlier he he was the golfer of the family um but yeah i mean for years and years and years i knew i had a drink problem and uh it, it was hard. Being an alcoholic is very, very hard work because you're constantly lying. You know, you, you're battling sort of like that horrible, horrible feeling, sometimes suicidal. Because with an alcoholic, people think that an alcoholic is someone who drinks all day, every day. Yeah. Yes, that is the truth. There are alcoholics who do that. But also there's an alcoholic who just literally cannot control alcohol. So I'd I'd go for one pint, and that would be that go for five days, and that would be waking up in the morning with like I used to buy I used to buy for the morning after wow. because I knew I'd be absolutely really sort of like wretching like I need it I need it I need it, but it for for ages it was it was I was a binge drinker, but then when my dad died um, out of the blue. For a year after that, I was I was good. I was being strong. I was looking after my mum and my brother. But after a year, something happened. And my only thing was, right, drink, drink. And then it literally got so bad. It was, I'd, I'd have to have one the next morning. And I'd be like trying to get out of the house. You know, and I was like 30, 32 years old. So like everyone, you know, getting wives, having children. And I was literally... Just drinking, just it was so bad, and it, like my poor mum had just lost her dad. Sorry, her lost her husband, and you know, it was upsetting everyone. And it got to a point I was like, "This can't, this just can't carry on." It's like I'm destroying everyone around me, all for a drink, all for a drink. It like it was, it, it's really ill. Like it's really addictive, and I could go like three or four days without, but once I had that first one. Boom. See you later. But I was also planning my life around alcohol. So I'd get the Chelsea season uh, uh, fixture list at the start. I'd be like, yes, early kickoff there. So that's that's drinking Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. And I'd, I'd go, right, I've got an interview then, so I can't drink that. Like, my whole life was controlled by alcohol. And it wasn't a couple of beers. It was bottles of vodka. And I was functioning, you know. I was I was going to work, like... Not very rarely pissed, but it's an awful place to be. And like, well, one thing I will say, I know this is not about drink this thing, but anyone out there who's listening to this who who feels the same struggle, you need to talk because yeah. I might not be here now if I didn't decide then to go enough's enough. And yeah, to go back to your uh, initial point, golf has helped me massively because I don't, I can go to pubs if I want. I don't find it that interesting because after three or four points, people just get, you know, just yeah. start talking nonsense. So it's, for me, it's a fantastic way to 
socialise. Do you know, you're out 18 holes with your mates, mucking around, having a laugh, catching up, chatting about everything you would do in a pub and playing bad golf and sometimes hitting that absolute drive straight down the middle. You're like, come on. So you get an added bonus, but <coughs> golf helped me massively, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome now we, to hear, isn't it? We spoke about it a couple of times on the podcast about how golf is a, an outlet to catch up with mates or family members or, you know, take your mind off things that are stressful in life, you know. Mm. And like say, a lot of people hide it, obviously – you were you were coping with things with the alcohol and hiding it really well but it does obviously get gets on top of you and it's a horrible addiction and and uh first off well done for spotting it that was an issue and and well done for being what four and a half years sober is it now yeah four and a half years that's now awesome. and, <clears throat> that's it, you know, and you know do you know what guys it was the best decision i ever made because i bet literally literally you saw the smile on my mum's face you know my brother he was like you know i've got my brother back well, they recognised you again, I guess. Do you know what I mean? It, that, that wasn't me, and I didn't choose to be like that. I mean, I would love to be normal and have, like, three pints like people do, but for me, like, when people used to go, I'm going for a quick pint. I'd be like, whoa. It didn't even register me. It was like, if you're going for a pint, you're going to get yeah. bladder. Yeah. You're going to yeah, get drunk, and, and or it, you're not going to get drunk. That was your view on it. Exactly, and that's no way to live your life. So, um, I yeah. I think telling your story like that, it's... Because obviously the, we have a decent like listenership in this podcast, and it is there, the, there is some females that listen, but it is it is a majority male audience, as we see on the YouTube. As I've been analytics before, you know, it's a massive male, and and it's quite a young audience as well. So not that we want to kind of be some pillar of mental health on here, but we, I think it is kind of it's good to have stories like that on the podcast where people are successful, certainly from the outside as yourself, you know, you're killing it on social media, you've got an amazing job at Sky, loads of young lads know you and look up to you. So if someone as kind of famous, if high you like, profiled. high profile as yourself can have those battles and, and, and overcome it and go on to tell the story so kind of authentically as well. If we can then use your story on our platform, I think that that's awesome and obviously commend you for being so kind of open and telling it in such a... A kind of a truthful way if you like no no i appreciate that i i truly believe um especially us men we need to talk like stop trying to be like macho and going i can deal with it if you, you know if you're an alcoholic you're an alcoholic and you need to tell people so they don't go here yeah, have a beer do you know what i mean or if you, you know you're struggling with other stuff you know yeah, the no. amount of people I, I spend quite a lot of my time now is you know i'm not, I'm not trying to say oh i'm a hero whatever like that but you know with dms and stuff like that like Tubes, can you help me with this? I think I've got a drink problem. I go, send us your number, and I speak. I sit and sit in the car and speak to him and stuff like that. I just that's class because because I've been there because I've been there. And I know how hard it is, and you know, like the, the depression you get from you know a vodka down and stuff like that, and people do all sorts of silly things. And I was lucky; I was strong enough that I dealt with it and spoke about it. But people, so you know, I like to phone people up and make sure people are okay. Well done, mate. That's, I think there's just one note on that, and this is probably a bit off, again, off on a tangent, might not be too relevant, but I definitely think there is a culture, certainly with men, where you sometimes weird if you don't drink, and I don't like it, because I'm not a big drinker at all, and I, I've had mm. spells of not, not that I've had a, you know, a problem with drink, but I've, I've had issues, I've had times where I might have gone two, three years without even having a single drink, because firstly, I don't massively like hangovers, it makes me feel very anxious, and I don't feel great, and actually, I, I don't massively like the taste of a lot of alcohol, so therefore, I don't drink. I remember once, I was, I was actually at a golf event in Dubai, or Abu Dhabi, one of the two, I can't remember. And I was weirdly with, I was in my old job, I was just some caddies on, who were on the European tour. 
And one of them was going to yeah. the bar. I think it was a free bar. And he was going getting like, oh, what do you want? One of them said, oh, I'll have a pint of this. And I said, oh, can I just have a bottle of water, please? I didn't even know this bloke. He was a caddy for a really famous golfer. And he actually started laughing. and went, I'm not going to the bar to get you a bottle of water, get a proper yeah, drink. It's... And I was like, honestly, it's 30 degrees Celsius. I'm roasting. I'm here working. I've been out on the course all day. I'd like a bottle of water. And it's almost like you get, not, I don't use the word bullied, but peer pressure. No, you do. No, you, some no, people, no, you're, you're spot on. You're spot I mean, I'm, on. I'm fairly, I'm not the most confident person in the world, but I'm quite confident to hold my own and say, no, I want a bottle of water. But other people might go, oh, go, go on then. And he didn't even ask me. He didn't say, like, because for all he knew, I could have had an alcohol problem or anything. And there's definitely a culture where you do get laughed at sometimes for not drinking. It's just sad. If you want to drink, drink. If you don't, don't. Like yeah. It's as simple as uh, that, isn't I it? I totally, totally agree with you. And I think that attitude has got to change. And I think it slowly is. Yeah. Because a lot more people are coming out. Like, you know, you know, Freddie Flintoff coming out about his bulimia and stuff like that. I mean, it's slowly changing, but that culture's still there. Like, what do you mean you don't drink? Why are you some sort of pussy? Sort of? You're like, yeah. no, because if I have one drink, I'm going to ruin loads of people's lives because I end up laying on a like a train station like I was the last time I drunk and then mum was dragging me down. The, you know, so that's why I don't want to drink. So yeah. please respect that. You don't, don't have to drink to be cool, do you know what I mean? No, I always think the coolest people are the ones that when you tell them you don't want to drink, oh, okay, great, do you want a soft drink instead? They're the kind of people that actually yeah. are quite cool and quite sound. The ones that just... Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, guys. Couldn't agree more, mate. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to get onto a dear Rick, Rick? Or have you got anything? I've got go? more I have got more well, questions. We, we can go in and out of this. I, I don't know how long Pete's got, but... <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's, let's, let's do the longest one ever. Come on. <laughs> let's, what, um, what do you want to do then, Rick? Let's go... Let's go, dear Rick. Right. I've got a couple of really killer questions Perfect. I want to ask. Well, Pete. so our listeners know what dear Rick is, but just so you know, tubes, it's basically a section where people can ask Rick any question they like, and they stay anonymous. Yeah, yeah. So these yeah. vary. We've had one where a guy who was in his middle, he was a middle-aged bloke, said, "Is it weird that I'm following all these Instagram girl models?" And we answered. Well, Rick answered that one. We've had people asking <laughs> for advice on how to get more golfing without upsetting the wife. People asking about custom fit. It can be anything. This week's one is against anonymous. It's fairly kind of serious but also quite light-hearted so i want to hear rick's thoughts on it but also tubes i want to hear yours i think you might have a good um point to, pl- to say on this so um again anonymous he says i've recently started playing again um after lockdown um and i've not played much in the last eight years but i'm kind of getting back into it and i've played 20 rounds since june and i've really caught the bug hitting the range i'm really keen to play more and more and have ambitions to join a club I only have one regular playing partner who happens to be my cousin, and he's joined a club recently. It's a posh one. It's like £1,200 a year for a five-day membership. I've been able to play at this club a couple of times as a guest, and it's £35 a round, but obviously that starts to add up. I want to play more and thought if I was a member elsewhere, I can at least play by myself, although that's not ideal. I'm keen to join a course uh, local to me, and I can get a seven-day membership for £1,600. Um, as you can tell, I'm all about the value. I want to play as much as I can, at least once a week, um, and but also not hit my pocket too much. So I guess to summarise, should I join the club near me so it gives me an excuse to go out and play on my own, but I have no one else to play with, or how can I go about meeting new playing partners? Um, and also, would it be silly to join a different club to my, own, to my only regular playing partner? So he's got one playing partner. Would it be stupid to join a club that he's not at? He's also um, a 25 handicapper, so he's not like the most confident golfer in the world. So in long story short, Rick and Tubes, he's a new golfer. Well, it's a 25 handicap golfer. He's not a world beater. What does he do? Does he join a club? How does he go about it? Et cetera. That's a great question. I think there's a few things there. I think the more golf he can play, the happier will be. 
So you need to exactly. come up with that with that solution. It's it's obviously hard lines that his cousins join this fancy club that you know he doesn't want to particularly pay for. And I get that. You know his cousin might want to want to have that nice luxury of being able to play a nice golf course, but it's not for everyone's taste. I think it's a couple of things. I would for him, I would join the club that he's local to, the one that he feels comfortable paying for. And then from there, there's going to be golfers there. And even if there's not golfers that he meets straight away, I think sometimes, as again, as a new member, just being open with the golf club and just going into the pro or to the secretary and going, listen, I'm a new member. I'm looking at yeah. play- I'm looking some guys to play with. Is there a weekly roll-up that mm-hmm. I can join in in? Is there a competition? Is there a couple of, of the young, you know, kid junior golfers that want to go out and play or whatever it may be is there somebody that i can just get acquainted to and get get familiar with and suddenly they know my name and i know their name and it's not awkward when i go and play or i can drop a text the other one and i've done it quite a few times is when people have asked me you know i'm looking for a game in coventry have you got any recommendations and i'll just quickly retweet it quote tweet it and go hey guys he's looking for a game does anyone want to play with him and i think those type of things like using levering social media um, being honest at the golf club and then every now and again treat yourself to a £35 round with your cousin so you don't feel like you're missing out playing with him either. Yeah. Exactly. What do you think, Pete? Have you, have you, have I, you a member of a club now, sorry? Are you, have you joined anywhere? I am, yeah. I literally I joined somewhere about three months ago and it's the best thing I ever did. Uh, well, it's not the best thing I ever did. I'm lying. It's, uh, I'm, glad, I, I, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it because I can go there when I want. There's a gym there. There's tennis there and stuff like that. And so it's cool. What I would do I'd ask his cousin to pay half the membership so he can join with him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he must be doing too well for himself. <laughs> exactly. So if you want me to come and play with you, pay half the membership. But no, I think, um, on a serious note, golf's a great way to meet people. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't, if you can't afford the money, so go and join the fancy one, go and play. And like, like Rick said, you'll meet so many new people and it's probably a great decision. You'll probably go up and met loads of new mates having a beer with them afterwards, I'm socialising with them. So that's a way of meeting new people. Golf. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's it. And I think, again, something we've touched on before, but there seems to be, and I understand it to some degree, there's, there is this, like, culture where people um, are afraid because they're not the best golfer in the world, which I do understand. But if you're a 25 handicap golfer and you just say to a group of three guys or whatever, I'm off 25, whatever, people aren't expecting you to be a world beater. You're going to hit bad shots. You might hit the odd three or four put or hit out of bounds a couple of times or whatever. I think we put too much pressure on ourselves as amateur golfers. I know maybe it's good in Rick who's a pro, but as amateur golfers to be the best things in sliced bread when you're not. And, you know, if you walked into the gym and you're a new gym member, nobody expects you to own, own be able to go and squat 500 kilos or get the world record deadlift. It's It's okay to be different abilities exactly that and if and if you are if you are that way inclined and you, you're going you're looking at you're looking up your nose at people you're a dick yeah do you know what i mean it's like you shouldn't be doing that you should, everyone should be in it together and having a laugh and like you know if i went and played with rick i'd be like i'd be like amazing like i'm watching a pro play do you know what i mean it's like don't get too excited good for me i've played with we've played with pros before it's like I'm asking questions. I'm like, well, how do you do, like, yeah. how do you do that? It's like, and you know, if you're a nice bloke, you help the person who's not as good. So yeah, exactly. But do you, know, do you know one thing? Do you know one thing that does annoy me though? Sorry to go on. Sorry. Go on. Is when, you know when you go abroad, yeah, and there's two of you, and you're going right. You're Tios at twelve forty-four. You're with uh, Peggy and Sue from Switzerland. That. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't like. That's one thing I don't like about golf. They go. No, it has to be a four ball. 
when you're forced you're like, yeah, into yeah. a four ball. Yeah, it's like it's not the other. There's nothing against those people. It's like I'm on holiday. Me and Big Ange, we just want to play, go around in the buggy, and it's like. Peggy and Sue from Switzerland haven't even got a buggy. <laughs> yeah. So you're trying to drive. You're trying to drive. That's one thing that does annoy me. Well, that's almost the most perfect segue ever. That tube's not even knowing it because we've got another feature which I just t- touched on. We started it last week called Crazy Golf. It's not the best name ever, but we wanted stories off people where they've been on the golf course and something crazy has happened. Hence the name Crazy Golf. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and this week we've got one. We had loads of emails, and I picked this out with with kind of your football background. But this was really cool. So it's off a guy called Jack. And he says, afternoon, loving the podcast, etc. Um, and I've got my own version of a crazy golf. Um, I went on holiday to La Manga in 2006. And my dad and I took our clubs on a family holiday. Um, we wanted to get a few rounds of golfing on the La Manga Resort. We managed to get out on the second day. My mum wasn't too happy, but it was La Manga. So she said, right, okay, fair enough, go and play. We got to the pro shop and the pro said... Um, so I've lost from up to now. I got the pro said, there's two of you, but you have to join another two who are on the tee. So exactly what you've just speaking about, Tubes. Uh, we yeah. get there, and there's these two fellas, and they seem quite sound. They weren't English, but they had decent English. They could kind of speak English. Um, we yeah. finished our round, and when we got home, I was thinking, I kind of feel like I, I recognise those guys. Who were they? And we're watching some Spanish football highlights, and all of a sudden it clicked. We've been playing a full round of golf with Ike Casillas and Raul. Um, no. We both like football a lot, and we were shocked and so annoyed. We didn't realize it was them. Nevertheless, hang, um, on, they, hang on. Can I just can I just say something to Jack? Go we on. quite like football, but we didn't <laughs> recognize Raul. Come on, I know. I think, so, I think I, even I'd recognize Raul. So two absolute <laughs> exactly. giants from Real Madrid and Spain, and they played full eighteen holes with them and said they were really nice blokes. But you know what's the good? They probably, wow. I'm sure, Casillas and Raul are great guys. But the fact that they weren't fanboying over them was probably why they were then so nice to them. Yeah, just thought they were two random it. guys. How crazy big, is that? Big time. Big I, bet, time. I bet Raul and... Who, who's Ike Casillas. <laughs> we're like, oh yeah. God, we've been pulled out here with two English guys. They're going to peck, peck yeah. our heads with loads of I questions about football. Not even bothered. <laughs> yeah, hey, oh, well, jump in a selfie, fella. Jump in a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Do a message for me, mum, will you, son? <laughs> Where instead they're going, no, you can't have that three-foot putt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> So there you go. Don't don't slag off being paired with someone. Yeah, you never Dude, know. You never, you, know. <laughs> you never know. Be you Tiger and Ronaldo next time you play. <laughs> I did, I, but, but, but Tiger and Ronaldo are probably like, I don't want to play with these two. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, I'm not sure. It's just I don't know. No, I think it, you it are right on that one. The, the, the holiday fun out of it for me. It'd be, uh, who did you say, Peggy and Sue from Sweden would be getting home and going, played with this English fella. Um, it, you know, he was a funny funny guy. He kept rapping at me. <laughs> He said every time we lost the shot, we had to slap him around the face of a golf club. <laughs> I've got to ask something, and this comes on to yeah. nicely, right? You're very good at segues. You can tell you're from the TV world <laughs> without even knowing. I watched one of the cringiest things I've ever seen this morning after Googling, Go after YouTubing your name. <laughs> oh, no. What? Before I get to it, what, what would you see of all the things that you've done what would you consider as one of the cringiest things you've ever done? Christ, Rick. Sorry to bring this up. There's a long list, mate. There's a long list. Um, being this, carted the, off. Um, I think being a giant any, baby, it's got a long way to yeah, get yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we've mentioned it already, running around as a giant baby. Uh, rapping to someone, probably. For me, this I, was I couldn't believe you did this. And it must, you must tell them you're going to do this before you do it. Tube's looking worried here, by the way. Oh, People can't see yeah, his face. We're looking perplexed. Yeah. So 
it was um, an interview. Yeah. You did for a new film coming out with the Millers. Yeah. Oh, Jen. She didn't like it one bit, did she? <laughs> and when, when we say she, she was referring yeah. to Jennifer Aniston. Oh, my God. That from, was from Friends fame. That was bad. Oh, my God. And uh, Jason, yeah, that, is, it, is it Sudesky? Sudesky, yeah. Oh what? God! That was Can we bad. just sort through this that, a little bit? Because if you're not hell. people, right, as soon as you listen to this podcast, go and Google Tubes and Jennifer Aniston, and you will see it instantly. But if you're driving, if you've got no access, please explain this. It's it's ridiculous. Like, it's obviously a press interview. Yeah. And you sat with both of them, and suddenly you start rapping, and then you just stare at them. You carry on. You start slapping your face. <laughs> I'm actually going to see if I can play it through. Sorry to really bring this down the peg. But I mean... Oh, it was hilarious. This is like the start of it. I've got one question one question only. You are Jen and you are Jace. When I get bored, I smash my face. <laughs> what so a cock. Eight, nine, ten slaps. Oh, my word. <laughs> what? The and did they hell? know this was going to happen? Did they fuck? Oh no, sorry, no, they <laughs> sorry, didn't. Don't worry. No, no, no. We never told them. I tell, I tell you one thing that really <laughs> made me the one thing that made me laugh about asking that question about did I tell them? The whole point is you didn't tell them, so you get reactions like Jennifer Aniston. So I've turned up, and as I what they do at these film junkets, they sit you outside the room, and you go one by so one ITV walk out whatever, and then I walk in. Uh, and this guy walked past and he clocked me. He went, uh-uh, uh, 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 you're the tubes guy, aren't you? You're the tubes guy. I was like, what, well, you tubes? But yeah, hi, how you doing? He's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, 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 hang on. Before you go in, we're going to put someone first before you. It was to Bruce Willis. And they went, so all these people came out here and they went, they went, hey, tubes. I went, hi, it's tubes. But yeah, anyway, um, they went, <laughs> They went, right, we know, we've seen your stuff, um, we like it. You could tell by the way they said we like it, they didn't like it. They went, can you do the rap to an empty chair and then we'll bring Bruce Willis in? Oh I went, God. I went, I went, you what? They went, yeah, we just don't think Bruce would like it. I said, look, it's a bit of fun, it takes about a minute and a half max, I can't rap to an empty chair, can I? Because then I said, how, how are you going to get his reactions? They went, oh, no. Um, well, I said, I, I said, I'll go home. I said, I'll go home. I'll go back to the sky. I said, if you don't want to do it, it's not a problem. I don't care. I'm absolutely bricking myself anyway, so I'd, ra- I'd rather not do it. <laughs> um, so, But these are the same people, yeah, that he was in there. So whilst they went, all right, you can do it, Bruce said it's fine, whatever. These same, I think, four grown male men came running out the door, yeah? The door went, the door smashed open. They ran full pelt down the corridor. I think it was with the Savoy Hotel, I think. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Brucey boy could be in trouble here. I was like, I was worried for him. I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 what's happened? What's happened? They went, um, oh, no, no, Bruce is just hungry. Oh, my I was like, I was like, 
So you're all like panicking. Like, that is the power the man had. And that's what I find so embarrassing. They were literally, I thought something seriously bad had happened, but he's obviously gone, get me some Walker's crisps. They've gone, okay, Bruce, okay, Bruce. <laughs> just pegged it down. But I saw some sights in those those junkets, I'll tell you. I bet. Yeah, Jess Carraba's people chucked me out. Really? Yeah, because I just stared at her for ages. Like, oh, just man. like, you know, people can't see it, but I was like that for ages. How do you do it? How did you do it? Why did you do it? Because it's good TV. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna yeah. go on tonight and binge loads of these. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington was the best though. He was a dude, and I got I got told that he'd, he'd hate me, and the, 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 these people, ITV, BBC, they were all like, they were like, uh, "Are you here to do Denzel?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm just come to sit in." hotel room and eat sandwiches ever they were like he'll hate you i went oh that's that's good they went no seriously or he'll hate you i was like okay okay so i was like you're top man you are den i've been rapping since i was 10 <laughs> all rappings for life just not for christmas like that and then stared at him and he stared back i was like oh those guys are right he hates me like that and all of a sudden he's just going what are you doing like just proper shouting at me i was like oh shit here we go. Anyway, he got right into it and he loved it. And the last thing, he was walking me down the hotel in a headlock, going, Come back and see me again, Toops. Come back and see oh me like that. And all the, it was so random. And, and you're like, it, down. It's actually tubes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've turned around as I'm getting like headlocked down the corridor, I've turned around to all these people like that, all from their notepads, just looked up and went, Oh, okay. It hates me, Johnny. Oh, my God. That's so good. He was so cool, man. It comes on to my next question. Sorry to bring all that up, by the way. I hope you don't mind with the difference. It's It's out there. It's on YouTube. Top five celebrities you've met. And it can be footballers or, obviously, movie stars. Rick, you absolutely bring out the questions today, pal. Guy and Rick on top form. Um, <laughs> right, I'm biased because I'm a massive Chelsea fan. So Gianfranco Zola. Yes. Because I'm the nicest man in the world ever. Probably will ever be created. He is the nicest man in the world. I love him. And he was so nice to me when I had my problems, my health problems. How nice. He was on the phone. It was honestly so nice. Oh, wow. Um, so he's hundred percent one. When you say the best, what, he's, uh, your your judgment. Are you thinking of like how famous they were? Just or? his judgment, maybe. Oh, okay. Just yeah, maybe. Well, maybe, well because maybe, I could, I could say Denzel Washington, but I'm never going to see him again. It might, be, I mean? it's it might like, be a two part question. It might be the your favorite, <laughs> and then the most famous five, or maybe famous or, three. Do I do three off both sides? Three you've most enjoyed interviewing. And three yeah. of the most famous people you've interviewed. Okay. Well, I, I, well I'm biased. And so I'm going to go. Gianfranco Zola. Gianfranco Zola. La, 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 la. Um, I'm going to go John Terry. And the reason I say John Terry is because he was he did something very, very, very nice um, for my family. Um, so when my dad died, um, we had the funeral... Um, so the day after, I was still steaming, probably st- still trying to look for a drink or something. But anyway, I was like steaming on the sofa, still hungover and stuff like that. And my phone went, 
and it was a, a number I didn't I didn't know. It was like, it was a massive long message, and I was like, whoa, okay. It was like, uh, dear the tubes, I'm so sorry to hear what's happened. Um, everyone here at Chelsea and all the boys are thinking of you, and if you need anything, um, let me know, and I'll do it. I promise. Uh, all the best. I was like, who the hell is this from? It said JT. I was like, I was like JT. I was like, fucking hell, that's that's John Terry. So I went in show mum and my uncle Steve, and they were like, you know, because my dad was the biggest Chelsea fan you ever meet. He was the first person in the world to have his wedding reception actually on Stamford Bridge. Wow! And yes. his and it and um, so so this is where it leads on to is uh, so mum was like, well, we got married there. Is there any chance we could put Dad's ashes underneath the ground? I was like, that was a bit further on. She didn't say it then. She was just obviously yeah, yeah. in tears and stuff. Um, so about two weeks later, she said, "You know that thing that John Terry did?" She was like, "Could you?" you know, I hate to ask, but do you reckon we could put Dad's ashes underneath Stamford Bridge? I was like, "Well, I can ask." So I asked the club, and the club were like, "No, sorry, 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 Pete, tubes, whatever. Um, we can't do it because if we allowed, if we let someone do it." and then everyone else would want it and I was like you know what that's fair enough I shouldn't have any special things because you know I'm a bit part on soccer am or whatever so anyway John Terry heard about this and was like no this is happening so he they phoned me back up and went we just had John Terry in here he said that he promised you anything that you wanted to happen regarding you know your mum and your family and John Terry said it's fine so 12 of you can come down pitch side and you know we'll, we'll dig a hole and you My can put word. your dad's ashes there That's and phenomenal. so it was it was a nice send off for my dad you know so I'll never forget what John Terry did wow um, that's so, amazing that's, that's class so um, yeah uh, and then Frank Lampard because he's currently the Chelsea manager god you're proper biased <laughs> so, Ali, but for, 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 the, for the interviews I think for the right reasons uh, yeah the Frank, the Frank Lampard one was um I did a massive um, hour-long interview uh, just before he went back to Stamford Bridge with Man City. So I think for me that was a big, that was a big sort of. I've made the transition then because like Frank Lampard's going. I'll do the exclusive with Tubes, whereas you know you've just said I was slapping my face, slapping my face twelve times in a row. So you I didn't want to do that anymore. I, yeah, I said I didn't want to do this anymore. I said I'm not doing it anymore. So for that interview was big for me because yeah. Frank was like he can do the exclusive and I start to lose that tag of being the rapper if you like you and, and, I mean? so. and did they like you and admire you and, and enjoy you because of actually meeting you in person or because they were also massive fans of Soccer AM like there were a lot of footballers and did a lot of footballers watch Soccer AM at the time yeah loads of footballers watched it um, and still do watch it I, I guess I, yeah 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 but I think I think it sort of it gets passed along and going, you know, that, that Tubes is all right, you know, he's a good, you know, he's a good bloke. And then, because obviously we're, we're from Cobham, that's where a lot of the footballers live, so then the word gets around. And, you know, once you meet one, they pass it on going, yeah, do stuff again. He's all right, he's a good bloke, he ain't going to stitch you up. So I, I think a bit of both, really, Rick, yeah. Took a long time, but you, you got the trust with the players. I think that's so important. It's something I'm know, yeah. kind of slowly but surely seen with players that I've worked with over the t- over the past like they realise oh you know what that YouTube 
guy wasn't wasn't that bad it was actually all right and you know it it was it was different to the traditional media and it was a bit it was a bit more energetic and whatever it may be i think that's that's slowly but surely starting to feed into the golf world a little bit as well um people like nice people do you know what i mean if someone's a nice person that they want to be around that person you know true so and they know you're not going to stitch him up so true you know, here's another why. question for you yeah obviously with chelsea does Dennis yeah. Wise know about the golf phrase? About the what, sorry? The, like, nasty five-footer. <laughs> right. Does he know about it? He must. A hundred percent he knows about it. He probably uses it, Dennis. It's, I'm going to get him on the four-hole challenge soon. I love that bloke. You'll have to, you'll have that, to definitely mate. ask that. Uh, okay, and then three biggest celebrities. So you put are you putting Denzel Washington up there as number one? Oh, yeah, Denzel Washington. Um, oh man, this the is Rock. A big question. Oh yeah, The Rock. Um, I don't I know, does The Rock name. even go higher than Dwayne Johnson? He's yeah, The Rock's almost that level yeah, of I mean, just unle- un- unreal. Number he? one, he's got to be. I mean, yeah, yeah. Would you say The Rock's more famous than Sly Stallone? I would. Ooh. Yeah? I would because of Stallone, for me, is obviously Rocky Balboa. Amazing film franchise. Mm. But with The Rock, you get in the film franchise, but you get in the rest of that I grew up watching as well. So it's kind of like different people. And with The Rock, it. you don't parents know it's just as one film, do you, either? Exactly. And people, I feel like a lot of parents know yeah, it. Because when true. I was a kid, buying his wrestling figures, my mum knew The Rock was. Even if you not watch yeah. his films, if you get me. Where Stallone, I can't imagine a 12-year-old kid would know Stallone is now, but they would obviously mm, not. But I don't know. It's, he's obviously, both are absolute monsters, aren't they? So, yeah. well, they're right up there. What about um, Arnie? I love the fact that I, I, I rapped to The Rock and I rhymed, hit, I rhymed the rap with Trevor Brooking. He just, he just sat there and was like, dude, what is this? It's so bizarre. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go Rock. Arnie, yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You've interviewed Arnie as well? Yeah. Oh, so hold on, you've done The Rock, Denzel Washington, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester mm. Sloan, Jennifer Anderson, yeah. just to name a few, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah, and Ice Cube. He was with Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Uh, Leo, DiCaprio. Flipping. Did you get did you get to interview Bruce Willis or not in the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was brilliant. So Bruce he Willis. Brilliant. Yeah, he was like, You come back. And I was like, Oh nice one, Brucey boy. Um Yeah, it's quite a few. I almost can't think of any more. You can't get, get much more A-list than that, I don't think. Uh, Jack Black, um, Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey's um, Wow. Robin Williams? Uh, Robbie Williams or Robin? Robin. Robin, no, no, no. I didn't actually. Um, um, I can't think of any more famous the only, actors. The only tier you've got above that is royalty, isn't it, really? Oh, Will Ferrell. He was Will class. Will Ferrell's a monster. Wow. He was class. He was class. So let's go and slide Stallone. No, no, let's not. Let's go The Rock. Um, oh, slide Stallone. He's rocky for that. I'd almost, I'm almost going to let. Yeah. I'm almost going to let the listeners rate that list because I don't know. If yeah, you, I don't good. know if you can, and I don't know if I can. That's nah. the list. That's just a snippet of some of the people that Tubes has actually interviewed, which is crazy. In and were they all? Were they all like a, were they all like a silly interview at the time, or had you have you done any like like you do your oh, football no. now and like your managers now are really serious and like really well put together? Were any of the movie star interviews like that style, or were they all <laughs> daft? <laughs> yeah, all absolutely I, daft. I feel like that is tubes the character where I don't know. I feel like you're becoming more Peter as the character now. You know. Yeah. 
I, like, I feel like the I way agree. you interview the one I watched with um, Jose Mourinho, that wasn't tubes, yeah. in my opinion. Nah, and if I'm honest, nah, nah. when I watched you do the four hole challenge, that's not tubes. There's a little bit. Nah. There's a little bit in there still with the birdie dance and the singing and the, all, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get that. There's still a bit there because that's. Just but I'd say, I'd, I'd, I'd say that's more that that's more me and just having fun on the golf course. Yeah. Like tubes, like, like you said, Rick, you're totally you're bang on. That was a character. I was trying to be a rapper. Like, I don't walk down Cobham High Street rapping. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. all. It was all me just mucking around. But like the four hole challenge and what you see in interviews now with the footballers is me. Is so yeah. Um, people just still call me Tubes because I don't know why, but yeah, they do. When am I? Uh, when am I doing a four hole challenge? Mate, I'd absolutely love you on the four hole challenge. Do you think it? I'd also like. I'd, I'd also like you to teach me. Um, some sit on me and me and Ange are going to do this thing called uh single figures where we're going to give ourselves a time limit and we're going to film with all the big dogs if that's okay with you. I like feel yourself. like I could ridiculously, incredibly quickly make you hit unbelievably better tee shots like ridiculously. Come on, I look at your driver swing and I'm like, oh my god, I could fix that so bloody quickly. This is what I love to hear. This is what I love to hear. So, I watch yeah. it, and when you put that little GoPro at the side, I'm always like, oh, no, that's not going to end up well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to no, hit it with I'd, the ball I'd, or the club. <laughs> no, know? I'd love to do I'd love to do filming with you. I'd love, I really would like to talk to you about your career. I, I find it, what I said at the start here, what you've done is, is mental. A golf YouTuber. Golf, which is not even one of the most popular sports in the world. I don't think it's football and stuff like that. And what you've done to the YouTube world, I'd love to, like, how you started, all the stuff that you guys were talking about earlier about what you look at, what what they say in there, I find it intriguing. And awesome. a bit about you, I'd like, to find out, I'd like to find out about Rick Shields as a person, not just the YouTube person. It's just a character. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I'm rap at, as I'm well? A, I'm actually uh, Richard Richard Shields III in real life. No, Rick's the opposite. <laughs> Off-cam is rapping all the time, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, it would fun. be good actually. It would be it would be really good. I think we could do something cool. I think next year, well, yeah, next year now, obviously when, when everything gets a bit more normal, let's get something filmed on both channels. It would be absolute class. I think it was we oh, started talking about YouTube because it would end talking about YouTube. What's the everybody needs to head over and look at your channel tubes, tubes golf life. Is it tubes golf life or tubes and Ange golf life? Uh, tubes and Ange golf life because it was tubes golf life and then I was like well it's me and my brother so why That's, is it just me um, yeah. so we've changed it so it's to both for us well there's some obviously we've, we've discussed a couple of them but there's some awesome videos on there that I think even oh, if you, you are in America and you're not really into soccer or football whatever you'd want to check them out because it's, yeah. it's so easy to watch well, I can't believe golf, how many golf is on there as well yeah Matt Fitzpatrick yeah, I mean, honestly, the amount of time I've clicked on it and gone, I'll just have a quick flick on this and just have a look what's happening. Suddenly, I'm half an hour through the video. I'm like, whoa, where did that happen? How did that come about? Like, I didn't realise I'd be enjoying it as well as I could. And I think what's really nice no, with the format... so much. What's really nice with the format is, in a weird way, like, it's four holes. You know how long four holes takes? You kind of you know after two holes of the interview, I've got another... It's almost a way of measuring the duration of the video 
in real not by length of video but by how many holes you've got left to play if that mm. makes sense yeah. and i quite like yeah. it for that like i'm not looking at the cursor at the bottom going oh there's 20 minutes left here i'm looking at it and going oh so that's the second hole they've just played i like it when i've played yeah, the golf yeah, course yeah. i must admit because i look at it from the golf course you've done a re- you did a really cool one with uh your friend and i was little leo he's the best yeah, isn't yeah, he? yeah, he's yeah. the best no, I love that. and so um cool. And I think that having that, when I when I know the golf course or I know the person, for me personally, I really like it. But again, if I don't know the person at all, I really like it. Because again, it's that you're showing a side of golf footballers that isn't often very well documented. For sure. And that's like with this podcast, as I said right at the start, there'll be probably 80% of this audience listening know exactly who Pete Tubes is. 20% may not, but I think after listening to this and listening to some of your stories and kind of how sincere you've been and the plans you've got for the channel going forward, I'm sure are going to be really exciting. I think you've hopefully gained a few more followers and subscribers yeah. and viewers, etc. I learned a lot about you today, which was uh, good. I mean, we didn't, how the hell, we've not even come and talked about your heart attack. Yeah. We'll, keep, we'll, we'll save that for another well, episode. I think, I think there's potential for a part two, part three with Tubes, isn't there? We'll get him a match ball on part three. I'll come back on. We just we just label it the dodgy ticker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to wonder out what the title I'm going to give this podcast is. Listeners by this point will obviously know, but there's so many different angles like of what this podcast is going to get called. I really don't know which where we're going to go yet. But I quite like the fact um, something like he slapped his face in front of Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> And no. he played 18 holes with Tiger Woods, but yeah. he said it, it, didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tiger Woods did the birdie dance. Good exactly. work, pal. That's the only thing I, I'd feel I'm not as good. Like, if I came out, probably one reservation I have of coming on your channel, I can't sing. I don't like singing. I don't even want to sing. Because I know you do all your to, golf no, life. No, I think you should, because that'll no, be funny. No, and like... <laughs> I'll almost be purposely missing birdies so I don't have to do the birdie dance. Oh, <laughs> you can't forget oh, birdie dances anyway, I was talking about. With the bogey dance, if anything, for Rick. Break 90 dance? No, no well, one, thing, one thing on a serious note, when we were speaking on Instagram, Rick, and you were like, I don't want to sing, I don't think It's like, you do not have to. It's like, well, that's one thing I don't want people coming on going, oh, fucking, I've got to do a birdie dance. I've got to go, go fly, it's the only life I know. You literally don't have to do that at all. You're too Before confident. challenge. Poor old challenge. See, I'd, I'd be I, think, the, I think a little little birdie dance you've got. See, I'd be the other way, Pete, and I know probably not, not maybe if I was slightly, if I'd had a little 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 beverage beforehand. I'm not. You're yeah, already yeah. got. You're already at that high. You don't you obviously <laughs> do not join me. A little beverage, and I'd be I'd be well up for it. But I think completely. Could, so could you, could you imagine when, when we feel you you turn up absolutely battered? Just see. <laughs> What a turn up what a turn up for events that would be. Well Pete, you have been fantastic with your time. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Hopefully no, we've covered thank everything. You. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with more podcasting and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks guy for sorting out this wonderful guest. He has been a wonderful guest. And just very last thing, Pete, where should everyone check you out on the social? Uh Instagram um Tube Soccer AM, Twitter, uh Tube Soccer AM. And the most important is Tubes and Ange Golf Life on YouTube. If you could check that out, that'd be amazing. And boys, honestly, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. You've been a star. We'll catch up soon, buddy. See you later, fellas. Golf Life. It's the <laughs> only life yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Love it. That was awesome. See you later.